Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. A movie studio misgendered Laverne Cox's role in Promising Young Woman for the Europe release. We have some major casting news about the Disney Plus reboot of The Proud Family. And... We're talking about the end of The Ellen Show with BuzzFeed News reporter Christy Yandoli. It's May 13th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Stephen, I don't know if you know this, but there's a ketchup package shortage. (laughs) There's a ketchup package shortage? There's a ketchup package shortage. That is that is one of the outcomes of this pandemic. Okay, wait. So what does that mean? You can't get ketchup packets anymore? So, so you can, but not as many. Like some places like Chick-fil-A, it's also a sauce shortage. They're, uh, they're limiting it to one. And then all I know is, okay, fun fact about me, I do not like ketchup from a bottle. I like what? it from packages. <laughs> <laughs> I think it I think it tastes better. So what was really sweet, my roommate came home because she had gone to McDonald's and she asked for extra ketchup packets for me. <laughs> Wait, because they're so like maybe you're st- I- I'm part of the problem. So they're like rationing the packets right now. Yes. Yes, that is happening because there is a shortage. And, you know, I don't know where we're going to go from here, but I will keep everyone extremely updated. And Casey, <laughs> I will keep you in my thoughts and prayers. Okay. <laughs> Um, We should kick off today with some pretty infuriating news. The European release of the film Promising Young Woman has been delayed after a movie studio misgendered trans star Laverne Cox by hiring a cisgendered man to dub her voice. The backlash started after Universal Pictures Italy posted a clip of the movie on social media last week. In the clip, Cox's character speaks with a distinctly masculine voice. According to People Magazine, actor Roberto Pettuccini is the one who dubbed the Italian version of the film. That version of the movie was slated to be released today, 
That's clearly not happening. Italy's version isn't the only version that was dubbed incorrectly. Spain's version of the film, which hit movie theaters last month, also employed a cisgender male to dub Cox's character. The online critiques were swift. Twitter user Judah31 stated, quote, A cis man has been chosen to dub Laverne Cox in Italian. This can't keep happening. Sick and tired, there must be something we can do. And Universal released a statement that they would correct things saying, quote, We have begun redubbing Miss Cox's voice with female actors in our international territories and are pushing back release dates to ensure the correct version is available. We are sorry for the pain caused, but are thankful that we can address the situation on this film and prevent similar mistakes from happening again on future projects. I don't know. This was an extremely active decision, you know? (laughs) Yeah, totally. And, you know, this is something not just with misgendering, but, you know, when it comes to sexuality, too. This is something we see happen in movies that are in the U.S. and then make their way to other countries, depending on what their views are. Right, exactly. And it's it's all well and good to say it's a mistake. But to your point, you know, they had to put the casting call out mm-hmm. there. Someone made the decision that we are seeking, you know, a male actor for this role. That was an active decision. It was not an accident, you know. I also just think, by the way, like, in addition to this being extremely anti-trans to, you know, cast a cisgender male to voice a woman character... At the same time, it's also like there are trans voice actors who need work and this could be, you know, a great opportunity for a trans voice actor. So all across the board, a really disgusting and horrifying situation. And, and you know, hopefully it's more than a learning experience. You know, hopefully action comes from it besides just fixing this one quote unquote mistake. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, Disney Plus has made a major announcement about the cast of the Proud Family reboot, Louder and Prouder, and there's so much nostalgic excitement around it. So Zachary Quinto and Billy Porter have both been added to the cast and will play the mixed-race adoptive parents to 14-year-old activist Maya Leibowitz-Jenkins, voiced by Kiki Palmer. The animated series will also feature E.J. Johnson in the role of Penny Proud's best guy friend, Michael Collins. The series is currently in production and is set to launch in 2022. So, Casey, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I was when I saw this on Twitter. Not just the casting news, but they also had the illustrations of the two new characters. I have to say, like, as a kid who grew up watching The Proud Family, and also, you know, as a kid who grew up to be gay, the fact that this reboot is going to have this family with gay parents is just so exciting. Add on to that the fact that it's called The Proud Family Louder and Prouder, which feels like a little wink at the queerness of it all. Um, I'm just so excited. Oh, no, it's genuinely so good. And you know what? That is an important thing. So when you're calling it louder and prouder, I think the casting news confused some people because they're like, wait, we're going from an all black proud family to this mixed race family. And it's like, no, Zachary Quinto and Billy Porter are just actually additions to the show. So we're still going to have the proud family that we know and love. Right. It's just an expansion of the Proud Family cinematic universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, you know, that I, I do want to note that I know I've seen like a change.org about this, too. There's always been conversations around the original uh, Proud Family being colorist. So, you know, hopefully that's something that they're taking into account going forward with this show and and how they are portraying the black community. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So moving on. This is the story we've clearly been waiting to talk about because we have so many opinions. Yesterday, Ellen DeGeneres announced the upcoming 19th season of her show would be its last. This, of course, comes after the show was rocked by a series of allegations. 
Ellen's top producers were accused of sexual misconduct, racism, and using fear and intimidation tactics. But if you ask Ellen herself, the reason the show is ending is because it's, quote, just not a challenge anymore. So this morning, Ellen appeared on the Today Show in a pre-taped segment where she further explained her reasons for ending the show and addressed those allegations. We're breaking it down with the perfect person, BuzzFeed News reporter Christy Lee Yandoli, who helped break the story of the scandal and has reaction from former Ellen Show employees. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So we have so much to get into, but first... I just want to start by congratulating you on all the amazing work you've done covering this entire saga so far. I'm sure there will be many more stories for you to write as all of this unfolds. I'm curious, were you surprised when you heard the show was ending? Um, Thank you, Stephen, so much. Um, No, I was not surprised. I mean, Ellen has very publicly for years discussed and debated, you know, when she was going to end her show and not renew her contract anymore. In a New York Times profile in 2018, you know, right before her Netflix comedy special, she had mentioned maybe not renewing it in the summer of 2020. So people were already suspecting. And then to be honest, I think think that given the year she had, it was hard to imagine her continuing for much longer. But I think it makes a lot of sense that she would want, you know, like a a celebratory farewell season, announce it, you know, a few months out so that she could kind of, you know, similar to when Oprah had her last season, um, it was very, you know, in the same vein, she announced it. Every one of her guests were able to you know, they knew it was their last time on Oprah. So I think that is definitely what Ellen wanted. No, I was not surprised. And all of the former employees on the show who I've spoken to were also unsurprised. Okay. So now I want to get into everything Ellen has said about why the show is ending. She initially cited the reason as being that it was no longer a creative challenge, which I think we all kind of rolled our eyes at. And this morning in a pre-taped segment on the Today Show, Savannah Guthrie asked her, did the allegations have anything to do with the decision to end the show? I want to play out Ellen's response here. There will be people who think, oh, Ellen's leaving now because of everything that went on. If it was why I was quitting, I would have not come back this year. I really did think about not coming back because it it did, um, you know, I mean, it was devastating. I am a kind person. I am a person who likes to make people happy. What's your reaction to that? Um, So the former employees who worked at the Ellen show who I've spoken to, they say that what happened to them and what they experienced at the show was devastating for them. They say that regardless of what happens with Ellen, she's, you know, a multi, 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 multi millionaire. She has lots more to do in this industry. She has other shows that she, you know, is working on. And while she may have been devastated in some ways, people are not happy that she is making these 
toxic workplace allegations about her and people are not happy that she's conflating these tabloid gossip stories about Ellen being mean or whatever with, you know, serious reports and allegations of fear, intimidation, racism, sexual harassment, sexual misconduct. Those are not the same things. And the former employees who I've spoken to have said that in the interviews Ellen has done with the Today Show and with The Hollywood Reporter, where she initially announced she's not returning after her 19th season, that, you know, they're the ones who are devastated by all of this and they feel like she is continuing to be dismissive of serious allegations that Warner Brothers conducted an investigation into and then ended up firing three top producers. So these aren't rumors, these aren't gossipy tabloids stories about Ellen being mean. These are, you know, serious allegations that turned into something real. Obviously, you know, Warner Brothers did something about it. So they didn't find nothing. Right. You know, in that same interview with Savannah, Ellen went on to further distance herself from the scandal saying, quote, I don't know how I could have known when there's 255 employees here and there are a lot of different buildings. Unless I literally stayed here until the last person goes home at night, I do wish somebody would have come to me and said, hey, something's going on that you should know about. So Christy, you've spoken extensively with former employees and based on your reporting, is this a statement that you believe that she didn't know what was going on? In total, I've spoken to more than 75 former and current employees of The Ellen Show, including former employees of Warner Brothers and Telepictures, the production company who produces The Ellen Show. And the people who I've spoken to, who, you know, worked there day in and day out, said that, you know, the environment there that they experienced was incredibly obvious to everyone around them. They said that, you know, if Ellen didn't realize what was going on, she should have given the obvious nature of it all and how extensive and pervasive it was. So they say that, you know, it's an issue if she didn't realize because how could she not? And if she did know what was happening, that's also obviously an issue for a culture to exist for nearly two decades without any shift or acknowledgement until it was made public, until it was brought to the press, until we reported it, was disappointing to them and, according to them, felt very obvious to everyone on set. Yeah. And you touched on this a little bit before, but I want to go deeper. You, you spoke with former staffers yesterday after the news broke that the show was ending. What is their general reaction to this news? The former employees who I've spoken to yesterday and, you know, I've continued to hear from people today after um, the Today Show interview aired, people are not happy. They think that Ellen is continuing to like I said earlier, dismiss their very serious allegations and make light of, you know, what they considered to be some of the worst moments of their careers and lives. Like people struggled with their mental health after working there. People left the entertainment industry altogether. You know, some continue to work in entertainment, but maybe left the show and had to take a financial hit. You know, these are serious allegations that they made that impacted their lives 
and people are just not happy because they say that Ellen is continuing to make light of these serious things, similarly to how they felt when Ellen first addressed everything that happened in her first monologue back from the summer in late September when Ellen had to address everything with her audience. I spoke to former employees and they felt similarly. They, you know, she made some jokes and kind of made light of everything and people are just not happy. And like I was saying before, people are not happy that Ellen is conflating these tabloid gossip stories about her being mean, you know, quote unquote, to sexual harassment, sexual misconduct that was allegedly pervasive for years and years at the show. All right. Well, we'll be right back to keep on diving into the decline of the Ellen show. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. I'm Colleen Witt. Join me, the host of Eating While Broke podcast, while I eat a meal created by self-made entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities over a meal they once ate when they were broke. Today, I have the lovely AJ Crimson, the official princess of Compton, Asia, Kidding, and Asia. This is The Professor. We're here on Eating While Broke, and today I'm going to break down my meal that got me through a time when I was broke. Listen to Eating While Broke on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Robert Lamb. And I'm Joe McCormick, and we're the hosts of the science podcast, Stuff to Blow Your Mind, where every week we get to explore some of the weirdest questions in the universe. Like, if sci-fi teleportation was possible, how would it square with the multitudes of organisms that inhabit our human bodies? Can we find evidence of emotions in animals like bees, ants, and crayfish? How would an interplanetary civilization function? Does free will exist? Stuff to Blow Your Mind examines neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and the wonders of techno-history. Basically, this show is the altar where we worship the weirdness of reality. If anybody ever told you you ask the weirdest questions, it is time to come join us in the place where you belong, the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast. New episodes publish every Tuesday and Thursday with bonus episodes on Saturdays. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Christy Lee Andoli about Ellen's show ending after its 19th season. You know, you've also reported that the show has had a hard time booking A-listers since the scandal and that they've lost a lot of sponsors. How likely is it that that had something to do with the show ending? So initially, we reported that story back in December. Um, So the show returned in September. And then for the first few months after its return, I spoke with sources who confirmed that to us and, you know, confirmed to us that it was directly related to the reports over the summer. In the months since, I will say that their celebrity bookings have shaken out okay. I believe she had Michelle Obama on the show. On Thursday's show, she has her 
BFF Oprah after, you know, she announced her departure from daytime. So things seem to be picking up. And I think that, you know, Ellen and her show are doing their best to kind of just, they want to bury everything. They want to leave it in the past. They want to, you know, rehab her image and they want to have like a celebratory, exciting goodbye season, which would definitely include booking a lot of celebrity talent. So, you know, those initial reports were accurate according to our sources at the time. It's been interesting to see the ebb and flow of that though. And, you know, Hollywood has a short memory when they want to. So there's that. You know, now here we are in May, almost a year out from those initial reports. So I will continue to be curious about in the final season who continues to go on the show and who doesn't. But as we know, in entertainment, it's all dependent on relationships and whose publicist is whose and who shares a publicist and who doesn't. And that obviously has a lot to do with it. I mean, that's just so true, you know, and usually for endings of shows like this, there's usually a big celebrity send off and how you've mentioned and we've mentioned this on the show before that, you know, it seems like no one is ever really canceled. So do you know, like if the show had kept going, do you think it, it could have rebounded that the public would have forgiven or forgotten? It's so tough to speculate. It really, really is because on the one hand, yes, Hollywood has a short memory and, you know, people can too, if they really love a person and Ellen has a huge fan base, you know, like she has a lot of viewers who love her, who are not inside the entertainment industry and media and, you know, maybe not on Twitter and who are not paying attention as closely to the inner workings, which, you know, might work in her favor when she conflates the tabloid gossip stories with the serious reports of toxicity inside her workplace. But on the other hand, the ratings were down quite a bit. And while COVID obviously impacted daytime ratings across the board, there are still some shows faring better than hers. So the ratings don't lie. The advertising dollars don't lie. It's so hard to know. Like, I hate the what if game because I don't have a crystal ball. But, you know, the more important thing to look at is Ellen's decision. Like Warner Brothers and NBC are framing it. They framed this with The Hollywood Reporter that it was Ellen's decision you know, that they wanted her to come back again for another season. And I think it's important to look at the fact that Ellen was the one who, given everything, given the ratings, the ad dollars, the reports, probably her own emotions and feelings about everything just decided that there was no more daytime for her after season 19. And with no more daytime, what do you think is next for her? She's clearly got a lot of other shows and deals she's involved in. So do you think she like takes a step back or stays behind the scenes or will we see her back in another project, maybe on screen again? She's already in, you know, other projects. She has, I think it's an HBO Max competition show for interior decorating or home decor. She has her Game of Games show that also... I believe airs on NBC. You know, she has, she already is doing lots of other things. She has Ellen Digital Ventures, which has so much content on the internet. And in terms of her face and name and her, you know, starring in a thing, 
I don't know that she'll do it anytime soon. You know, she keeps saying in the Hollywood Reporter and she said on the Today Show, she's going to take a step back. I believe that. I would believe her when she says that. And I think she's just generally at a point in her career and in the power that she has and yields in Hollywood um, that whatever she does next, it'll be fully, fully, fully on her own terms you know, if she does do like a Netflix special or anything else like that, like she'll hold and yield all of the power there. Yeah. I could, I could see a world in which we don't see Ellen's face and name for a little bit and she can come back and, you know, do whatever she wants, which I think says a lot about this industry. (laughs) Yes, it does. Well, Christy, your work has been so vital in helping these stories come to light. And we just really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Thank you so much for having me, Stephen and Casey. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, hire trans voice actors and dub people correctly. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Whenever you look for news, you may feel forced to choose between partisans in mainstream media and conspiracists in alternative media. That's where the Lost Debate steps in. I'm Corey Bradford. I'm Ricky Schlott. And I'm Ravi Gupta. We launched The Lost Debate, a podcast and YouTube show for political eclectics who've lost trust in our polarizing, manipulative media. We come from across the political aisle, but come together for debates that sound less like crossfire and more like conversations between real people. Check out The Lost Debate on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL. And I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.